Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to TCK Care, the podcast with your host, Stephen Black, here for here with stories, strategies, and support for third culture kids in all walks of life all around the world. And I am happy to say that we have a guest in the um, quote-unquote studio, which you know is online, as always. Um, for the first time in what's been a while, um, I really enjoy talking at you because I like the sound of my own voice, but I like hearing stories even more. And so I'm really glad to have Ines with us. Ines, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. I'm, I'm even happier. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, Ines. Um, where, are you, where are you at right now? Well, right now I'm in Nanterre, which is right next to Paris, so in France. Uh, that's where I've been living the past year. But I'm actually from Peru, South America. So that's where I grew up most of my life. And you may be wondering why I speak English if I come from a Spanish-speaking country and live in a French-speaking country. Um, My mother is Welsh, but she moved to Peru when she was four years old. So she grew up there and that's where she met my dad and that's where I was born. So most of my life I've lived in Peru. But for the past six years, I've kind of been a bit around the world um, and was hoping to go back in June to Peru, but for now I'm still stuck in France. Oh, <laughs> That's okay. No. Though. Ah, <laughs> curse you, coronavirus, <laughs> for messing up all of our plans. Oh my goodness, I'm sorry to hear that. So, That's fine. so your mother's Welsh, and you grew up in Peru, and you're living in France right now, but you've traveled around a lot. Sounds yeah. like sounds like you've got I, a little bit of the TCK traveling bug. <laughs> I guess so. Um, I guess I went to French school in Peru. So that's what explains why I came to France to study. And then um, I had a scholarship for five years. And in those five years, I was actually allowed to do a year out, which I did, and allowed to do a year exchange, which I did, and allowed to do an internship, which I did. So all of those I did in other countries other than France because I kind of just came to France because of the scholarship, which was Mm, great. mm -hmm. And it actually finishes in July, which is why I was planning to leave. (laughs) But uh, it's been, it's been, yeah, a great opportunity to get to live in Canada, Japan, Lebanon, France. So yeah, I've enjoyed discovering new cultures as well. Yeah. Wow. That's very cool. So how did you, how did you pick those other countries? Ooh, um, I actually wouldn't say I picked them. Um, they for, picked you. So I came to France. I lived in Lyon, further south in France, for two years. And after that, for my year abroad, which was an exchange, I had I could choose many countries. So I chose in, I think I chose four. Uh, one was Turkey, one was Iceland, one was Canada. And I can't remember the fourth. It was must have been the fourth. I wasn't too much <laughs> interested, I guess. Um, and basically, they told me that if I put Canada in the list, they had to be number one, because otherwise they wouldn't even look at our application. Hmm. So I did that 
not expecting to get it. I think many people were applying to Canada, especially Montreal, where I went because it was French speaking mm-hmm. and a lot of French speaking people wanted to go to a French speaking country. And so in the end, I did get it and I loved it, but I would have loved to go to Turkey or Iceland or whatever the fourth country was as well. Mm. Um, then for Japan, that was after my year in Canada, I wanted to take a year out before I did my master's just because I wanted to get some kind of experience uh, elsewhere. And honestly, I was looking for Africa. I was really attracted to go to any country in Africa. And I'd been yeah. studying Arabic. Yeah. <laughs> I'd been studying Arabic for three years by then. And so I wanted to maybe go to a northern African country, mm. but nothing like most of the opportunities were either volunteering experiences or weren't for a whole full year. And I knew I had to take one year out and I had to be paid for it. Mm. So this opportunity came up in Japan to work in a national park uh, as an English teacher and an adventure program assistant. So because it was in a national park, uh, some people were doing adventure sports and then I was doing more of like the walking and visiting nature and it was perfect because it was like a rest year instead of being very stressful in a country Mm. uh, as maybe I was expecting to be working in my field Mm -hmm. Uh, this was just like learning new things enjoying nature so I didn't choose that either (laughs) (laughs) and then uh, Lebanon was just last summer and that I guess I did choose because then by that point I was really wanting to go to an Arabic speaking country to get the experience in the language I'd been learning and I figured out that the language I'd been learning was not at all what people spoke in Lebanon because basically you learn like literary Arabic which is the language that the Quran is written in Mm -hmm. but everyone talks in like very very familiar terms as in Uh, they speak in a lot of slang and that's not at all what I was learning. I was learning the very formal stuff. So that was a cool experience and I'm really, really glad I had it. And Lebanon was, was great. That was the shortest day I've had in a country, which four months. And then I came back to France to finish my master's. So uh, I guess all of them, I wouldn't say I chose, I guess in some way I kind of influenced, I could have said no to the opportunity, but, I was definitely open to anything like Japan was never in my plans and and it was amazing. Mm, That's so cool. I can just feel the energy right now from the TCKs who are listening and on this they're just like seething in jealousy at the sound of your amazing adventures all around the world like oh I just happened to go to Japan and it was this beautiful nature walk and got to do some amazing relaxing things and enjoy myself like yep okay we're all jealous you can be you can stop now (laughs) well I'm not going anywhere right now I'm stuck in France that's true that's true coronavirus is really bad for TCKs I tell you like (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness so what is your master's in Um, So it's in management of international projects specialized in entrepreneurship and social innovation in a school of sustainable development. That's super, super long. (laughs) Nice. Is that all going to be on your diploma? Because that'd be amazing. (laughs) Well, yeah, the yeah, actually, yes. (laughs) That's fantastic. (laughs) Basically, I specify because what I'm interested in is sustainability, but that's not in the actual title of my diploma. But because my school is a school of um, sustainable development, then 
that will be written in the name of the school. Okay, very cool. So how would you plan on using that degree? Or how do you um, dream about using that degree? Hmm. I, uh, I actually did communications in my undergrads and had originally started off doing politics. Um, I didn't like that in France because it was very French-based and I did want to like see the broader, broader international side. Um, so all of that was kind of either communications or politics or project management was all in the sustainability aspect. So what I'm looking towards is helping any NGOs, any uh, companies, social impact companies that want to work, especially in themes of climate change, uh, currently, I'm working with an organization in plastic pollution. So really, any way to like protect our world and then the future generations. Mm. <laughs> um, I'm not specific on anything. Right now, I am looking into Latin America or Africa. Still not been to Africa. Okay. <laughs> so that would be next on the bucket list sure. for sure. But there's nothing really specific. Okay. So basically, your degree is in saving the world, basically. Well, I think we all want to kind of help save the world. I hope we don't <laughs> want to destroy it. That's true. Well, I, you know, I know that there are schools that offer degrees in like getting rich and famous. I'm pretty mm. sure that's a technical degree title, like a de uh, <laughs> master's in rich and famous. Um, but your degree is clearly in saving the world. So that's very yeah, cool. Yeah. Hats I off. really love my school. In my undergrads, I went to a public school. Okay. And in France, public schooling is quite tough in the sense that it's like 400 students in one class. And oh, my goodness. You, like the teacher doesn't know you and you don't know the rest of the students. So when I got here, I was quite surprised. And obviously, I still got through it. But for this master's, I decided to go to a private school. And thankfully, the scholarship covered most of it. So then we're like, 15 people in a class or maximum 40 and that was so much better yeah. and it felt much more human and obviously because the school is centers around helping humans and the environment then it made much more sense to have that kind of teaching which was really really nice yeah i yeah. really enjoyed it that's well, very cool um i'll be very curious to hear where you go from here um i'd love to hear about your travels to africa once you make it there which i'm sure, sure you will eventually just a yeah, matter of time eventually. <laughs> so you've been around um peru you've got some history in uh, um in canada and japan and now france and all these different places all these different cultures pouring into you um uh, i want to ask uh what has been some of the best, uh, the best of being a TCK? Well, first off, something that everyone tells me is the fact that I have a lot of languages because I was born into a family where we spoke English at home, but we were living in a country where we spoke Spanish outside. And as soon as I was three, I was going to school where everything was in French. So all that kind of meant that I was trilingual basically from the age of three which has been amazing in opening opportunities and helping me understand different uh world views because language influences how we think as well and i think that's really really cool to just be able to tap into that a bit more because i grew up with it 
Um, so I really enjoy that. And also, um, I think we're kind of all becoming TCKs right now. Um, and just seeing uh, everyone's different experiences is, is really fascinating just to see how we grew up in different contexts but then some things were similar or not. Um, right now I live in a residence where there are a lot of people from different parts of the world and it's just so amazing to be able to understand their experiences even if we come from Russia and Japan and Thailand and Peru, we've still got something in common and even though we've come from different corners of the world so I just feel like I I can fit in as well as not fit in yeah. <laughs> that would be a positive but um just yeah finding things that do link us to other people mm. despite um not being from the same country and I think mm -hmm. people that have always been in the same country in the same culture all the time as soon as they're out of that they can feel really really lost mm. whereas I can kind of find the similarities and sure. I really enjoy doing that so it sounds like your background has really prepared you to connect with people from all around the world. And even mm. though there's a lot of differences between you, you can still, you can still find that, that bridge and that connection to other people. And it sounds like maybe languages have played a little part in um, making that connection. Yeah, definitely. But also, for example, Lebanon, because I was expecting maybe a bigger culture shock in Japan than in France and it was actually the other way around because I grew up all my life speaking French and then I came to France and I was like oh this is not the kind of French I knew or I don't really know what French people are like whereas in Japan I'd never dreamt of going to Japan I didn't even speak Japanese and then I get there and actually it, I was expecting so much of a culture shock and I didn't get that much of a culture shock that it even felt like it was even less because <laughs> I was expecting so much. Um, and in, so to go to Lebanon, even though I didn't necessarily speak the language that they were speaking, that's the culture I felt most close to. So language definitely helps, but I think there must be something with the weather. I, I'm coming to that conclusion, but like Lebanon's weather is so similar to Peru's weather. I felt so much at home because people kind of seemed the same or even like cars honking at you in the street. You don't get that in France. And I missed it. And many people could be like, why? So the language isn't necessarily just the words, but also mm. just like the actions or the little things that happen that you're like, oh, but car is honking. That's like home. <laughs> <laughs> so the the language is part of it, but it's not the words themselves. It's um, I I really appreciate that you mentioned that you know speaking another language. I think you said something about how it's like a different worldview. Um, mm. And have you seen the movie Arrival with I want to say Amy Adams? No. No, I don't think so. It's about this uh, this team of scientists that um, go to meet these aliens, and they have to learn the aliens' language because they came to Earth. Obviously, it's a fascinating movie. But they they talk about that a lot. Um, what language does to you, um, and how mm -hmm. that's a that's a worldview. I just really appreciated that movie as a TCK having learned other yeah. languages. Um, I, that resonated with me. So I thought that was cool that you mentioned that too. Um, I'll write it down and look it up. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. Arrival. <laughs> And I just want to take a brief pause to say thank you 
so much to my patrons, my sponsors, um, everybody who's making this podcast possible. Um, it would not be possible without you. And I really appreciate the support, not only for just um, helping me get it done, but also the emotional, um, for you believing in me to um, do this podcast, uh, making this, uh, helping me tell these stories and offer this support to TCKs all around the world. So thank you for my Thank you to my patrons and my on patreon.com slash tckcare and my sponsors on Anchor. Um, if you have not joined that, if you have not considered yet joining my team, I would encourage you to do so um, if you're listening in on this. And um, back to the show. Next question. What would you say have been some of the biggest challenges in being a TCK? I think I kind of answered that in the previous one and I said I can fit in or totally not fit in <laughs> sometimes. I think a challenge is that then your reality is so different to the people who have lived in the same culture, in the same country, have not had experiences like yours or have yeah just come from a completely different background that then you're like, okay, what are our similarities? I think, I guess the hardest thing is when you feel like you are understood and then in the end you're not. And it's just because of your culture and maybe, yeah, how you grew up or the fact that uh, some things are totally unacceptable in a culture or another. And then you're like, oh, I didn't even know that. And so kind of navigating that. And I think that's the same for anyone, whether they're TCK or not being in a different culture can totally put you out of your comfort zone and you kind of have to learn to navigate. I've learned to enjoy it and I'm quite cautious. I think Japan taught me that the most because Japan is a very, very closed off culture. And so I was, it was the first time I felt like I'm the least, uh, I don't know. I basically I'm at the bottom of the pyramid. And it's not as if they make you feel that, but you know that for the rules. Like if you're a woman, if you're a foreign, if you're young, if you're the newbie, I was all those things. So I was oh, no. definitely at the bottom of the pyramid. Um, but at the same time, it was so like humbling and like amazing to see because generally, unfortunately in the world, I'm a young white female. And so I'm, privileged in that sense and being in a culture where it wasn't just my appearance that made me privileged but it was who I was as a person I really appreciated so I don't think I'm answering your question that well because even though there are things that are challenging I I'm really enjoying it and I I mean my outlook on life is, is very positive and I really enjoy all those experiences so unfortunately mm. I don't have like a really hard answer to give you. <laughs> well, I think those are a really good answer and very thoughtful. I think that, you know, and like you said, uh, being a TCK can be challenging because it, um, it puts you outside of the circle. And uh, when you are anyone, a TCK or not, anyone who's traveling from one place to another, you need that connection to your community. And um, if you're in the community, if you're a part of this community, if that's your home, then um, all you have to do is maintain. And maintaining is so much easier than transforming. And in order to connect to someone that you have no connection with, you need to transform. 
And so for the traveler, for the TCK, it's so much more work to connect with the community when you have every reason to transform yourself um, to become someone who connects with this community where the community does not. They just need to maintain what they're doing and they don't even need to let you in. They have, they, when you're part of the community, you don't see, you don't see, you don't feel the need to make that connection like you do when you're the traveler, when you're alone, when you're on the outside of the community. But it's, yeah. Um, yeah, but it's beautiful, like you said, um, challenging yourself and growing in your awareness of yourself and your experiences, finding that connection and coming to that place of, um, of connecting to the new community. That's all, that is all beautiful. And even though it can be sad sometimes, it can certainly be lonely. It's a beautiful journey. Yeah, and I, as you were talking, I was just thinking, uh, you're talking about connection and that is something that's hard because I have basically been connecting and then moving on for the past six years. So like connecting to people in France and then I changed school because I didn't want to do politics anymore. So I was still in the same country, but I had to start over again. And then I moved to another country and stayed there for a year. And then, oh, I'm going off to the other side of the world. And I was really looking forward to these things, but then it's like, generating these connections and then knowing that in a year's time you won't see those people again or you don't know when you'll get to see them again and I think as a TCK that happened a lot even living in Peru because my mother's uh, friends like that spoke English were maybe there for a three years placement and they had kids my age and then they would leave and go back to the UK and so throughout my life it was generally people who were leaving until I was 18 And then it was me who was leaving. But there's always someone leaving. So I think that's hard. It's great that we have technology now and we can uh, connect in this way. But I also find it so beautiful. I love snail mail and letters. And like my parents went through long distance for four years. And when there was only letters, right? So they'd write a letter a week and like waiting for that letter and now they have boxes of these letters i've never Aww. been able to read them i've not been allowed to do that but <laughs> i think uh there is something precious with keeping those connections but it can be taxing because now i need to be communicating with people that are in time zones that are 17 hours ahead of me or seven hours behind me <laughs> so yeah. communicating with everyone can take time yeah i hear you that's the blessing and curse of technology. Like now that we have access to the whole world, you know, how do you let that go and say, well, I'm just going to like drop these friendships because they're far away. But you can't do that anymore. You don't have the excuse. <laughs> and I wouldn't want to either. That's true. That's true. Well said. Thank you for that qualifier. Oh, my goodness. So in all of your travels, you okay, all of your experiences, your journey, you've um, you've lived the life, you've traveled, you are... Um, learning languages. Um, you you did you say you finished your program? I'm I'm actually just writing my end of master dissertation to hand in in August, so I don't feel like I'm quite done, but I finished all the classes. Okay, so you're um, almost finished with your degree in saving the world. Um, I just wanted to ask, um, what would you? You know, if you could speak to other TCKs who are um, still in the journey, maybe still figuring things out, or maybe the people who are caring for TCKs, like their parents, their caregivers, um, the TCK support uh, support people in their lives, what makes for what makes for a healthy whole life for a TCK? Ooh, 
Wow, hard question. <laughs> um, for me, I mean, I, I'd have to put my faith into it. Like, I'm a Christian, so I what makes me healthy is not relying on my own strength to manage to do things, but relying, relying on the strength that God can give me and on having, I guess for me, that's the someone that I will speak to if I'm not doing okay. But I'd say for any TCK, if it's not religion or whatever it is, just having the someone that you can go to, like even if it's just one person mm -hmm. that you can rely on mm -hmm. and, um, it, it can be someone on the other side of the world. I found I've been really blessed that in every country I've been to, I've had one friend that's like, I can say anything to. And obviously it will take time to build in the beginning. But then once you have that person in whichever country, there there are people out there. Um, mm. So I guess not to be worried about that. Mm. And I also find it great to have, not necessarily people our age but a bit older like mm. i remember in canada it was my third year abroad and i was about to head to japan and this lady that lived in the apartment below me said i want to have a chat with you before you leave and she said i think it might be taxing on you like you right now you're so happy and you're going off to a new adventure but i think that you're gonna reach a point where you're gonna get tired of moving around so take time to just rest and go back home and like don't feel that you have to be traveling all the time because that's the kind of lifestyle that's being kind of sold to us right now oh it's great to travel it's great to uh, jet set around the world it, it's fun but it can also be taxing so not to feel like oh I'm missing out because I'm staying home Mm. or I'm missing out because I've not been to all these places or I've, I don't come from a family that uh, has multiple cultures. That's fine. Like we all have our own adventures. So my advice in a nutshell would be listen to other people, have someone that can listen to you, uh, whether it's one person, two people, as many as you choose, and just enjoy your own journey. We're, all our journeys are so different. And mm. uh it can be easy to say and hard to do, but sure. I truly believe that everyone uh, can have an amazing story. And I've seen that in so many people around the world that haven't done at all what I've done. And it's really, really cool to see. And I don't think we should live out of jealousy of other people, but really enjoy what we've been given. Mm. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast to share your story. It's been fascinating to listen to, um, to get to know you a little bit. And I love the advice to um, be in relationship, really, right? Be, uh, whether that's with your higher power, like for you, it's, uh, for you, it's God, because you're a Christian, um, being be in relationship with your higher power, be in relationship with other people, sometimes older people who can speak into you and who will listen to you and who you can listen to and enjoying every step of your journey, even if that's not the idealized traveling around the world and seeing all the sights, every part of your journey can be beautiful and wonderful if you're, if you're really in it. So I love that. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Wow, thank you. All right, that's it for our show today. Again, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Leave me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you're listening in on. I'd really appreciate it. And don't forget to check out uh, the Patreon page for early and exclusive content 
patreon.com slash tckcare. Um, you can also check out the show on Anchor and um, support me through Anchor. I'd really appreciate it. Um, do reach out on tckcare.com slash connect. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to get more TCKs on the show to keep sharing stories because that's so beautiful. Sharing stories together is what it's all about. I have really enjoyed um, this story in particular. Um, I enjoy doing more of these as we go on, and I will be back again next week. <laughs>